last Sunday of July. Sunday fun day. Yeah. It has been a fun day too. It has actually. So, Gormley or... Uh, Oak Ridges Corridor Conservation Reserve. Is where I went today. I do know Gormley fairly well. It's under the Durham and York Mountain Bike Association. And to be fair, they've done a lot on trail building and signage. Went there today. It's been a while. I think the last time I was there was on a fat bike last winter. That was one of my very first rides ever there, eh? Yeah, I mean, like it's, ever, ever. it's a good beginner place. Two falls ago? Yeah. yeah. Second second place you went, you did the Don Valley, which Correct. was not great. And then we went there, which was a bit easier, I think. If you look on Trail Forks, there's a link I will post. There are a number of car parks. The one that I put in the link is the one to park in because it's free. And if it's busy, you can park the opposite side of the road and it's straight into the trails. I would use trail forks because there is a lot of mountain bike trails and there's new trails being built all the time. They're very, very good with their signage, um, but finding the little trail systems, because there's kind of three groups of trails, finding those three groups of trails can be a bit tricky if you don't know where you are or where you're going and there is a I guess it's a purple on trail forks but there's like a main trail that is dual or multiple use so hiking and other things um, that trail runs through the middle of the whole thing so you can use that to get back to the car park if you need to but it is worth just having the map because there's no numbers on posts or anything you are once you're in it you're in it um, and it does cover quite a big area and there's quite a lot of hills, so uh, yeah. And I would say that there is plenty of green trails, there is plenty of blue trails, there are a number, number of black trails and there are a few double black diamonds, maybe three or four. I, I was a bit baffled today because they've opened some new blue ones and there's the existing blue ones. Um, Magic Carpet Ride and Rubber Ducky are two of the blue ones I do like. I do seem to even remember those names. And the Rubber Ducky one has got the Rubber Duck sign with a big rubber duck on top of it. So. <laughs> Excellent. Um, uh, yeah, they're great, they're blue, but I found a black trail and I can't remember what it was called. And it, it was a bit tricky to get in because it was narrow and there were sort of boulders strewn around it, but it wasn't difficult apart from that. So I, I don't know, it was a bit weird. Is that why it was black though? Just because of that one section? Could have been. And then Yo Mama, which is a black trail that is next to Ridium. Um, I think that's what it's called. Anyway, there's a black trail, which is called, I think it's Trace's Journey or something. Um, anyway, I will I will make sure they're in the description. But that, that black is, it is every time it catches me out it's interesting it's not massively difficult but there are a couple of turns where it's been ridden a long time and the ground's eroded so you come around the turn sharp right and if you ever do this this will stick in your head because every time it catches me out you come around this turn sharp right really quick there's a drop 
but the drop is not really a proper drop because it's into a right-hand turn, and then where the roots have eroded, it's like a it's like a rail that takes you the wrong way. So I, I always end up putting my foot down, which is really annoying. And I was ready for it today, and it still called me out. So um, yeah. So I think if you are new to mountain biking or have ridden a lot, it's a great place to go. If you've got a beginner. I found a green trail called Moto, and if you spent a morning just doing that again and again and again, it would give you so much confidence. It's flowing trails, big banked turns, a couple of tiny drops that you can roll. Is that the one that you got me to do over and over and over? No, no that was, was Iridium, I think. Um, no, maybe it was something else, but th this is a green and there's nothing on it scary and it's so well built and it's just a big circle that's maybe like two kilometers and you just go round and round i did it. i was so excited the first time i had to go back and do it again so i did it twice so, no. so it's a great place to ride um well built i think imber are involved and whatever I think of mountain bike clubs in general, York have done a fantastic job in signage and building the trails. Their management of the site, as in you know, the way that they manage the bad weather riding, I don't necessarily agree with. And actually I did want to talk about that in a second. I'll go back to the bad weather thing and trails, but, um, I just, as a mountain bike club, they are, they're quite big, Durham and York combined. I, I've not found it the most welcoming and I've kind of joined, I've been a member because I've felt like I should be a member of the trails that I ride on. I, yeah, I, I don't find them an easy organisation to deal with, but uh, you'd need to make your own mind up, I guess, and I would be happy to have a conversation with anybody offline about that um, it's also worth noting there is a little bit of conflict in this area the mountain bike trails are designated mountain bike trails and it's very very clear they're mountain bike trails but you do get people walking on those trails or speed walking or running or whatever it is they call it um, and yeah, you can find yourself coming around a corner full tilt on a one-way mountain bike trail and you will have two people walking towards you in sun hats with walking poles, which is... It's a little bit concerning. A little bit, yeah. So, and, and then equally, and I'm not blaming anybody, but neither party seems to deal with it particularly well, so it seems like there's a bit of conflict. And in fact, today there was some conflict, not with me, but with someone else. Yeah, um, you had a bit of an experience, eh? Yeah, a little bit. Um, like a guy on a mountain bike got hit by a lady with walking poles because he was going too fast apparently but she was on a coming up a hill on a mountain bike trail so I don't know and actually he had a tinkly bell as well which I normally ride with but I didn't today so she could hear him coming unless she was deaf maybe anyway um, <laughs> that's, that was that um, so yeah and then on the thing that I just mentioned about weather weather and trails there's a this is something that I've noticed a few times this has come off here but I don't want it going oh. yeah, whatever um, 
This is something I've noticed a few times and I've meant to mention before, which is when you ride on trails and the weather's bad, the trails get eroded. There's nothing you can do with it. And in England, we don't have this don't ride, it's wet. And I, I get why it happens. And if it's really wet, then common sense should prevail. But I did notice today that on one of the trails I was on that was a little bit swampy, people ride around the puddles. And what happens is they ride around the puddles and then that gets churned up. And then they ride even wider around the puddles because they don't want to ride through in the, the churned up bit. So what happens is, is that your narrow single track gets wider and wider and wider. And unless you're racing, then ride through the middle of the trail. I.e. the middle of the Just puddle. Just ride through the middle of the puddle or don't go out in the rain or in the wet because all you're doing when you go wide all the time is just making the trail wider and actually you're dumbing down the trail because by making it wider it becomes easier and then whatever it was intended as becomes something different. So just if you're going to ride in the wet, which I think you should, just ride in the middle, don't ride on the edges. So follow everybody else's tyre tracks unless you're trying to win a downhill race or a cross-country race, then pick your own lines. But anyway, I don't think anybody listened to this is. So. Uh, anyway, so that was that. So today, what was the weather? The weather was finally a little bit cooler. It's been feeling like almost 40 degrees with humidity here in Toronto last week. Yeah, actually, I felt great today. I was like, oh, I can get up this hill, no problem. And I didn't well, there realize was next to no humidity. It, it was 22 degrees, whereas last time I was there, it was 32 degrees. So that 10 might have had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, so, and then, and then like yesterday it rained, right? You were a bit worried about what kind of condition the trail were trails were going to be in today. How was it? It was dry by the time I got out there at lunchtime. There were one or two out of the 20 trails I rode on that were uh, a little bit had puddles on or whatever. But yeah, generally it was dry enough to ride and actually pretty grippy. There was one trail I did. Um, where the couple of the corners were just a bit that kind of greasy mud where it rains and then it gets a bit slimy but apart from that no, it was fine um mosquitoes were annoying as ever and i'll let you talk about what you found but just on my side i did see a couple of chicken in the woods sites which had been already harvested we keep we keep calling them <laughs> crime scenes and that has been our luck with with um, chicken of the wood pretty much consistently, right? We are constantly finding sights of them after someone has just plucked them. And I swear that last night we were at a time and place where I saw a lady with a bag and I'm sure that that's what was in it. Minutes, arrived minutes too late. Yeah, these, uh, and you can tell because there's like, bright yellow remnants and it's it's a like it's a big kind of white Flush. chunk on the side of the log that you see i.e what's left what was interesting though point to note was both of the logs that i saw had been harvested both were burnt either lightning strike or deliberate fire and same with the one last night same right? with the one last night and right. i yeah i did wonder if that was i don't know if it's the type of wood or and again because of the bugs i didn't really hang about too long but i did wonder if this 
when trees are burnt if they seem to like that maybe well, um, definitely some mushrooms do like burn i know morels they mention burn sites last thing to mention about gormley which maybe you said maybe you didn't but it's definitely worth mentioning is how busy it is yeah um it is very 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 busy and jamie does a lot of researching and looking uh, for places that are on the quieter side or as quiet as absolutely nobody there or running into one or two people and we both love that um, I know that's not for everybody um, so as beautiful as Gormley is I and I really enjoyed my time there today I also couldn't I had had enough at the end and on that note from a riding point of view when I've ridden at Gormley I've ridden in early afternoon after work i.e. like straight after work five o'clock or even earlier if possible and you don't see anybody if it's raining <laughs> you don't see anybody i've tended to avoid weekends um today was a beautiful day so yeah. rightfully so it was very very busy um there is fat biking in there that was the last time i was there and it was borderline whether it was rideable or not so i didn't see many people but um i think that's a bit quieter but if you are going to go up in the evening just have a look at the york um either facebook page or instagram or website and just see what night they ride because it's busy like i must have seen you know 30 or 40 people at one point um or riding along on the same trail which just seems crazy to me and is not something I would want to do but if that's your jam then that's, that's the place to go in the weekend so yes our cup of tea isn't always everyone else's cup of tea <laughs> and vice versa which is a-okay did you see any other mushrooms in, along your ride today? I saw some old shriveled up things which I think were probably those beach belit things right right with that um yeah, and then that belete with the terracotta-coloured top. Um, I saw a couple of bright red things, but they're not edible generally, are they? These generally bright not. red jellies. And like I said, I... The jellies are, but I don't think they taste like anything. I will stop. If I'd seen a lion's mane, I would have been all over it, or a chicken of the woods. But if it's... Unless it looks choice, I'm not stopping when there's loads of bugs because I just get eaten alive. I do think Gormley has potential, though, probably. I haven't been enough times. Like, I'm, as I'm remembering back, I think I've literally been there, what, three times? Yeah, I mean, I, I, went, I went through a phase of going in the evening after work, but mm -hmm. I moved to King because there's never anybody there when I go, so... And there's no comparison, right? Like, King is small and this place is much bigger, but I, for me, I'd like to ride where I don't, there's nobody else. Wilcoxley. Um, so there's community centre there, and uh, that was, in fact, where we parked today, just to make it a little bit easier and accessible for me to have a little mosey around and poke around. Um, yeah, they're actually, you know what, now that we're getting a little bit more familiar with trying to research accessible trails and places and finding that it's it's not always easy to find the information that you're looking for, um, I will say this would have been a fantastic place um, that was very accessible. A nice um, paved path and a boardwalk. Um, 
yeah, and some really nice like flowers that they've planted. Um, but I mean, just the trees and the little bit of woodland that I was near was also gorgeous. A lovely mix. Um, I saw a couple beautiful apple trees that are looking real good for another month from now. Um, I saw a couple of old pheasant backs that looked pristine, but they were like Spongy. rubber or cardboard yeah. or leather. Yeah, that's probably most accurate. Well, I guess leather. other name is dryad saddle. saddle. <laughs> yes, good point. And so I did. I, I did successfully identify a few things today. I would say my coolest find today, because it was not even on my radar, not something I ever heard of, heard about, or knew about, or had ever seen, maybe lots of other people do, I don't know, but for me it was new today, and that was the purple flowered raspberry, and <laughs> I am. Um, I was just thinking back to when I went all the way down the path on my crutches to collect two, two, they're so delicate, even more delicate than regular raspberries, to try and walk back with two of them, not to squish them, so we could try them together. Um, anyways, they were a very sweet find, and um, I suppose, you know, I was reading about them afterwards and I was surprised to read that they are, you know, not considered a choice ed edible or even they used words like not very palatable as they are, you know, sometimes tart or dry and seedy. That I would not have used those words at all. I I thought they were delicious. What I would was agree, yeah. I yeah. Agree. They were, yeah. I mean, so, so they very much look like a um, regular raspberry, except more of a um, half sphere. I was going to say they're more like half a raspberry. Yes, and the little like seeds, or I don't even know how you call the little balls on a raspberry, they're much smaller and finer and closer together. And they are actually trickier to pick, because if they are not super ripe and ready and falling off to the point where you drop them and they're very delicate if they're just slightly less ripe than that they're really hard to get off or you just end up crushing them or so. you end up crushing them you know maybe it's maybe it's an edible that is best just straight up enjoyed off of the bushes um but of course i tried to <laughs> i tried to collect some to take home to make something out of. We, you, you did all right. We shall see. Well, you did bust me. You found me on the side of a trail, sat on the ground with my crutches, God knows where, and me discreetly trying to collect these one at a time off this bush. Um, so that was my, my sweetest find today. To, and as well, though, I was reading about um, some edible flowers just this week and uh, I did have a couple that I was looking out for today and a couple that I did spot um, but one that I picked that I have never is called Phlox and apparently it looks I don't know if anyone has ever heard of Dame's Rocket before but it looks very similar I think it has like maybe one 
more or one less petal. I can't remember which one. Um, but I'm going to try putting a few of those suckers into a salad or... Um, I've already eaten a couple. I was going to say very, you did eat one, didn't you? Yeah, and it's just pretty delicate and mild. Um, and I think it could go, yeah, either sweet or savory. But I'm, you know what? I just have a small amount of them that I've collected. Um, who knows what I'm going to get up to with them. We shall see. I've got time on my hands right now. <laughs> I guess more flowers that are edible than you realize, actually. A lot more, uh, which was why I was quite interested to get into reading a little bit about some more of them today to start using, uh, finding and using some more of them. Another one that I did find today but did not collect any of but is edible, I learned, is a daisy fleabane. Um, so it's in the daisy family, but it's got much finer, skinny little, um, kind of like comb home tooth petals. Uh, I did not pick any though, so can't tell you what they taste like, but yeah, that was, those were, that was my big find today for the purple flowered raspberries. And you're no doubt going to make something and create a recipe which will be on the website with the others. That will be my intention. We have a small amount, a precious amount. But yes, I will try and come up with something fun and delicious to to do with those little suckers. Uh, so Jessica's been adding a few recipes to the website. If you stop by under edibles, might be worth a look. Yeah. And then after that? Oh, actually, we do have one more stop to mention. Um, so we we had a whole other adventure <laughs> after that adventure. We went to Sweet Acres Pig Sanctuary, <laughs> Potbelly Pig Sanctuary. Uh, and just on the bike front, we have bikes on the back of the car, and it was a great place to park and leave them without worrying about it, just as a side note. Yeah, no, that is totally worth mentioning. Um, yeah, it was no problemo whatsoever. You are essentially at this lady's house. Her name is Kirsten, and she's lovely, her and her husband. I did not catch his name. And, um, yeah, you just park in their backyard. And she has, I think, 11, did she say, potbelly pigs at the minute? Yeah, possibly 12 by the end of the weekend. Yeah, all rescues, right? Yeah. Um, and you just get to go and hang out with the potbelly pigs. Pretty much. You might even get a tractor ride, <laughs> such as I did today. So there, you get to feed them and brush them and, well, somebody gets to feed them, but brush them and you learn a few things about their personalities. Some of them are friendly, some of them are a bit standoffish. There's a whole hierarchy. Is that hierarchy of hierarchy? rules and regulations. Yeah, who's in charge. And then there was Delilah, <laughs> sweet Delilah. She was a... She was a lone wolf. She did not march to the beat of anyone's drum. She rolled so low. <laughs> and it was, you can often find her in the next door neighbor's yard eating the crab apples. Which in fact is where she was when we left. Yes. Getting stuck in. So yeah, that was a super duper sweet visit. Um, so it's free to visit, but you know, make a sensible contribution to help with the upkeep. Um, 
by donation, yeah. Lady was super welcoming, offered to make people tea and coffee. Uh, she's only open a few hours a day, so it is probably worth calling, I think. Yeah, we we decided last minute at 8 a.m. today, we called and she answered right away and said, no problem. I'm um, opening for a couple hours at 3.30. And I'll put a link for this in the description as well. Um, so yeah, definitely worth a visit if you've, well, full stop, I was going to say if you've got children, but it doesn't matter really, I mean, full stop. If you like pigs or animals, go and go and hang out and tickle some pig tummies. Oh yes, definitely behind their ears. Um, did you want to... see their tails wag. <laughs> they do, little flicky tails. Uh, we do have a new store. Oh yeah. It's gone live. Um, and we do have stickers available. So... Here's the thing, if you want stickers, then at this point, if you email us, well, the email address on the bottom of the website, then get in touch and send an address and we will see what we can do. Um, we do have a store where our logo is available on t-shirts, hoodies. A few items. And a few other things. Which we will try and, you know... Um Make Ex a larger expand. Band. That's the word. <laughs> um, and we'll put some other colours up, and we might tweak the logo and a few other things. But it is what it is at the moment, just to get it kind of going. Um, the colours we picked, we picked because that's how the logo displays at its best. So, um, yeah, I will. Well, I'll put a link to the website in the description. If you go to the website and click store, it'll take you there. You go check to the out. website, click edibles, you'll get Jessica's recipes. So yeah, go and check it out and five star reviews only please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's me done I think. Okay. Thanks for listening. Get lost.